In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <clears throat> Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady, Mother of the Church, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My dear brothers and sisters, it's a pleasure to be here with you. My name is Father Serafino Lanzetta. You might guess that my name sounds a little bit Italian, and in, in fact I'm Italian. I live in England since maybe five years now, in the Diocese of Portsmouth where we, I'm a friar Franciscan, Marian Franciscan, because consecrated completely to Our Lady. We have a community of our friars living in the diocese. We have two friaries, one in Gosport, one in Portsmouth, St. Joseph's Church in Portsmouth. And our charism is to be Franciscan and to be Marian as well. I was parish priest for some years and recently I had another, another task to be the formator of our new novices. We got this year four new vocations, novices, and I guide them through Franciscan life. I also teach theology, but not in England, in Switzerland. And uh, so my, my field if we can say that is the dogmatic theology. And the topic I will be speaking about today is Our Lady Mother of the Church. This is what Father Thomas and you asked me to speak about. So we have to be Marian, yes? To be Catholic means to be Marian, otherwise there is no Catholic faith. And I will try to do my best, to guide you through this reflection, to see how important it is that we consider precisely the role of Our Lady in the Catholic faith, in the faith in general. By touching upon this important topic, Our Lady, Mother of the Church. What does it mean? Mother of the Church. In order to understand it, we have to know, to, to give a definition of the Church. What is the Church? In order to know why Our Lady is the Mother of the Church. If we do not define first the Church, the title itself might sound a little bit far from our daily Christian life, daily devotion. So, Mother of the Church. What is the Church? The Church is the mystical body of Christ, made by all members who become such by baptism first, which is the very door to enter Catholic, the Catholic faith, but also by all other sacraments, especially confirmation, and the very core of all sacraments, the Holy Eucharist. When we receive these three sacraments, we are completely uh, initiated to Christian life, and then we become part of the Church, especially by 
celebrating the holy sacrifice of the Mass and receiving Holy Communion. We are made members of the body of Christ, which is the Church. The Church is then this uh, mystical body of Christ. Christ is the head and we all, because of the same faith that we share, the same sacraments, the same hierarchy, the Pope, the bishops, the sacred hierarchy, we are members of the Church. So because of the faith, first of all, without faith, there is no belonging to the Church. Faith, sacraments, and the same sacred hierarchy, same communion, in order to be, despite many, many people, one. One church, one body. How many churches we have? One. How many churches did Jesus found? One. The church must be one. Why? Because Christ is one. If we try to split the church, historically it happened, but this is not the will of Christ. If we split the church in two, three, four, it is like splitting Jesus in two, three, four people. Can you have four Jesus? No. We can only have one Jesus. One God. And this is what St. Paul clearly teaches. One God, one faith, one baptism, one church. On the, of this church, we are made members. We are uh, members that is part of this body. We make, so to speak, this body like... Uh, Stones building up a big, big, uh, majestic construction which is the mystical body of Christ. So, the Church is the mystical body of Christ. When we say that Our Lady is the mother of the Church, yes, mother of the Church, means Our Lady is the mother of all members of the Church. Why? because she's the mother of Christ, mother of God, Theotokos. And then for this reason, Our Lady is necessarily also the mother of all members that are members of the body of Christ. So if the Church is the sacramental extension of Jesus' body, Jesus' human nature, by which he saved us. Our Lady, in giving birth to Jesus, in giving the nature, the human nature to Jesus, she already contributed to make this mystical body possible. Are you with me? Let's say it again. The Church is the mystical body of Christ but also a sacramental extension of Christ's salvific nature. The Church is the salvific body of Christ, 
through which Jesus causes the salvation of all, of all people of good will, right? So the church is this extension in time of the human nature of Christ. Yes? Only through the church we can be saved. This is the will of Christ. Now, Jesus took his human nature from who? From Our Lady. Right? He became man through her. So if Our Lady gave to Jesus the human nature, she, at the very beginning of the Incarnation, already contributed to make this also extension, sacramental extension in time, of that salvific human nature, that is the Church. Mother of the Church, because Mother of Christ, and then in Christ, Mother of all members that constitute that mystical body of Christ. Okay? Now, you might already know when the title was proclaimed in the Church, the title Mother of the Church. Any clue on it? Who proclaimed this title? Mary, Mother of the Church. Some of you were not born yet at that time. It was in, it was in 1963, during the third session of Vatican II. During Vatican II? Pope Paul VI, in that assembly, wanted to proclaim that Mary is the mother of the Church. And now we have also a feast of Our Lady Mother of the Church, instituted by this Pope, Pope Francis, the Monday after the Pentecost. In the new liturgy, the Monday after Pentecost, is the Feast of Our Lady Mother of the Church. So, historically, the title is quite recent, came just with Vatican II. But the content of these truths is very old. It's the, the truth about Our Lady Mother of all Christians. Another way to put it is to say that Our Lady is the Mother of all Christians. Okay? Now, when did Our Lady become the mother of the Church? I already said something that you might grasp. There is a very fundamental moment when this great mystery took place. Our Lady began to be the mother of the Church. The very foundational moment. You have any idea? When? A little bit beforehand. A little bit beforehand? <laughs> when is it? Yes. A little bit beforehand, but this is the moment. When the Annunciation took place. At the moment of the Annunciation, this is the moment when Our Lady began to be also the Mother of the Church. Why? We now have to explain this, because 
I said, this is the foundational moment of this beautiful title. Mother of the Church, or Mother of all Christians, same thing. Okay? At the Annunciation, why? Let's go back to that concept. Our Lady prepared the mystical body of Christ to be born as well. Why? At the Annunciation, she received the message of the angel that Our Lady would become the mother of God, the mother of the Savior. How can this come about? Since I am a virgin. Mary, don't be afraid. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The Holy Spirit will overshadow you. So the incarnation is virginal. No man's contribution, no human contribution to that mystery. The mystery by which God became man. Alright? So the Holy Spirit caused the incarnation to happen in Our Lady's womb, virginally, without any, any contribute, any human contribute. Right. But in that moment, in, in conceiving the body of Christ, in conceiving the human nature of Christ, and Christ is the head of this mystical body of his, the Church. Our Lady also conceived in her womb the mystical body of Christ. Yes? In giving the human nature to Jesus, in making the incarnation possible, that is in giving to God her flesh and blood, in order for God to be born, to be present, and to be the Savior, she already formed, shaped in heaven, the mystical body, which is the Church. That is, the union of all Christians, the union of all members that in Christ form that body mystically, the Church. So when Our Lady said yes to the angel, Fiat, in Latin, Fiat Miki, yes, be done unto me, according to thy word, that yes, is already the making of the mystical body of Christ, the Church. In uh, welcoming God in her midst, in her womb, Our Lady also made possible the conception now and that Jesus' birth, also the birth of the Church. The salvific realm, that salvific mystery of Christ, through which Jesus works the salvation of all mankind now, after his ascension into, into heaven. So this is the very foundational moment when the Church was conceived. And then there is another moment, mystical moment, when the Church is definitively uh, made. The birth, there is the conception of the Annunciation, then there is the birth of Jesus, 
which is also officially, we could say, the birth of the Church. But there is another very important moment when the Church is completely constituted as the body of Christ. Someone already said it. At the moment of Jesus' death. Yes, the crucifixion. This is the moment when the sacrifice of Jesus is accomplished. Jesus has offered his own body. This is my body given up for you. This is my blood poured out for you. When did Jesus give this body up? During the Last Supper, he instituted the mystery, the sacramental mystery, his body, the Holy Eucharist. But the Holy Eucharist is the body given up, the blood poured out, right? That sacramental institution has its physical moment, so to speak, its uh, accomplishment. When? When Jesus dies on the cross, this is the moment when the body is given up for us. And the blood, the whole blood, is poured out over us for the remission of our sins. So this is the moment of Jesus' crucifixion and death, is the moment of the constitution when the redemption is accomplished, when the Church is completely, definitively made, the Church is conceived at the Annunciation, the Church, we could also say, is born at the crucifixion and death. Conceived at the Annunciation, born at the moment of Jesus' crucifixion and death. Though it's uh, very head, we should say, in referring ourselves to the Church, the Church is a person, it's a mystical person, we could also say head when we uh, refer to the Church. Although head, mm, very core mystery making the Church is the Holy Eucharist. But the Holy Eucharist, I just said, was instituted on Monday, Thursday, in preparation for the sacrifice to be accomplished. So, there is no Monday, Thursday, so to speak, without the Good Friday, the moment when Jesus is dying in order to accomplish what he said at last supper. That's why the Mass is never a banquet only. The Mass is the holy sacrifice of our salvation when Jesus is giving us himself on the altar of the cross. So the, the Church was made on Calvary and the very core, the very heart of the Church, if we can use this uh, figure, the heart of the Church is the Holy Eucharist. The reason why there is the Church. Christ founded the Church is what? To have the Holy Eucharist. 
to bring the Holy Eucharist to all mankind. There is a beautiful saying of Pope John Paul II in a beautiful encyclical letter, Ecclesia de Eucharistia. The Church is made by the Eucharist. This is the very central uh, saying. The Church is made by the Eucharist, while also uh, the Church makes the Eucharist. Jesus consecrated his apostles during the Last Supper in order to consecrate his body and blood to celebrate the sacrifice of the Mass. So while the Church makes the Holy Eucharist, the priests consecrate the Holy Eucharist. It is the Holy Eucharist that makes the Church. Yes? It is the Holy Eucharist that makes the Church. Where we don't have the Holy Eucharist, we don't have the Church. And in order to have the Holy Eucharist, you have, we, we need what? The sacred priesthood. This is the apostolic succession from Jesus through the apostles up to this moment. An interrupted apostolic succession. That is the handing over through the centuries of the sacrament of holy orders, the priesthood. In order to be able to consecrate the Holy Eucharist, since the Holy Eucharist makes the church. So let's say it again, in order to summarize everything, possibly, what we have said so far. At the Annunciation, Our Lady conceived the world, Jesus, who became flesh. You see already the Holy Eucharist operating now in Our Lady's womb. Her womb prepared the Church because her womb prepared the Holy Eucharist. Our Lady gave to Jesus her flesh and blood in order to make the sacrifice of the cross possible. Without flesh and blood, Jesus could not offer himself up to save us. But that human nature, that body, was given to him by Mary, Our Lady, already preparing at the Annunciation the Holy Eucharist. The very first tabernacle in history is the womb of Our Lady. There there is the Church. Because there there is already Christ, the Holy Eucharist, the sacraments. All the sacraments are already uh, prepared in that womb with the incarnation of the Word. The Annunciation, foundational moment, the completion, Calvary, on the cross. Jesus is offering himself up. We, we come to the Calvary already passing through the mystery that preceded that moment. Monday, Thursday, the institution of the Holy Eucharist. The institution of the Holy Eucharist speaks of the, the passion and death of our Lord, which is the moment when the sacrifice is accomplished, which is the moment when the Church is definitively instituted as the mystical body of Christ.
Christ. But in all these passages, you see the presence of Our Lady, don't you? You don't see Our Lady? <laughs> are you blind? If you don't see Our Lady, you are really blind. At the Annunciation, hey, yes, the fear made the Incarnation possible. You might say, yes, Father, but we don't see Our Lady on Calvary. Where is she? No, she is there. At the Annunciation, she is very active and she is pronouncing her fear, fear to God's will. Yes? On Calvary, where is she? She is silent, but she is there. She is on Calvary. And you know, when we read the Gospel, this is the Gospel of St. John, chapter 19. Our Lady at the foot of the cross. There is only one verb that describes Our Lady's presence on Calvary. She doesn't say anything. Yeah? Only one way to know what she did on Calvary. What did she do? What is the verb? Yes. 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 The only way we know what Our Lady did was Our Lady stood at the foot of the cross. She stood from staying. In Latin, stabat. Stabat means to be there, to remain there. But that staying at the foot of the cross is not something completely accidental. She was there, but she, um, she found uh, herself on the, in that place, but she could be somewhere else. No. That stood is the echo of her fiat. What she said at the Annunciation, fiat. Be done everything, whatever you say, what you are saying to me, be it done unto me, according to your will. Your will be done. So that, yes, is echoed throughout the life of Jesus and Mary in all mysteries up until this completion, this uh, final moment, which is the crucifixion, where her being at the foot of the cross is the echo of her obedience to God's will. For this... <coughs> For this reason, for the fact that Our Lady is always present in all these mysteries, making the Church, she is the mother of the Church. She is the mother of all Christians. But we have to, to clarify a little bit more her maternity towards us. Because mother of the Church means mother of all Christians. How can Our Lady be my mother if she was completely passive, as many people say? She was completely passive, receptive 
But she did not give anything. She did not do anything for our salvation. How can she be my mother? So let's expand a little bit our thoughts now on this maternity. Because Calvary is the very moment when this maternity is celebrated. Maternity towards us. Our Lady is the mother of Christ. Yes? Do you believe that? <laughs> mother of Christ, mother of God. Theotokos. Yeah? Not only mother of a man, but mother of God. Because Jesus is God. Mary is the mother of Jesus, who is God. Then Mary is the mother of God. Right. And what about Mary as my mother, your mother? How can she be your mother? You know that. <laughs> what? Wow, wonderful. Of course, this is the point. Jesus is saying, this is your mother. So it is Jesus revealing that maternity of Mary towards you, towards each one of us. So Mary is our mother. And how is this possible? She has no natural relationship with us. You have a natural relationship with your mother, otherwise you could not be born. And there is a relationship. But the relation, and as well as there is a relation, natural relationship between Jesus and Mary, because Mary gave birth to Jesus. She is the mother of Jesus. But our relationship with Mary is not natural. It's supernatural. It's mystical. That's why Mary is the mother of the church. Mother of the mystical body of the church. The relationship between me and Our Lady, Our Lady and each one of you, is a spiritual relationship. But it is a real one. Spiritual does not mean not real, fake. Normally people in the world associate spirituality with non-reality, something fake. No. Reality is not made only by something visible, physical, that you can touch and measure. The reality is made also by spiritual things, spiritual entities. Yes? For example, let's give an example of spiritual entity. Do you know any spiritual entity which is real, although not visible, not touchable? Any spiritual entity? You are praying the whole day. What is prayer? Spiritual entity. Is prayer something fake? No, otherwise you wasted your time. <laughs> prayer is real. Prayer is a, a spiritual component, we could say, of our life. Because prayer is the manifestation of my soul. My soul is a spiritual entity. Yes? 
We don't have only this body that we can touch. There is a soul. And what is the soul? I don't see any soul here. What is the soul? The reason why this morning you chose to come to this church and to pray is an act of your will. I want to go there and pray. And what is this act? Can you touch it? But is there an act of the will? Yes, otherwise you could not, you would, not, you would have not come here this morning. This is a manifestation of your soul, your will. I want it. Where is it? Can you touch your act of will? No, but it is there. It is your life, it is your soul. You see, this is a manifestation of your spirituality, naturally speaking. Prayer, supernatural manifestation of your spirituality. When we say that our ladies are spiritual mother, we don't mean that our ladies a mother but in a way which is inferior to my mother who gave me birth. No, I mean that there is a real, although higher because spiritual, relationship between Our Lady and my life. You see? The spiritual relationship. Let's try, let's be used to this way to think. Spirituality, spiritual things are not abstract, are not fake because we can't see them. Reality is made uh, by the invisible more than by something visible, right? So, Mary is my mother because she's my spiritual mother. When did she generate me? In order to be born, I have to be generated by my mother, right? So our lady, in order to be my mother, had to generate spiritually, mystically, my life, my Christian life. This is the point. If we understand this, if we uh, say this point, we understand why Our Lady is the mother of the church. When did Our Lady generate me spiritually? On Calvary. When she is offering with Jesus the only sacrifice of salvation. She is completely united with Jesus in order to redeem all mankind. So her joint work in the redemption of man mankind is a maternal work for the salvation of us, of each one of us. This is a way to generate us. By contributing with Christ in our salvation, she is generating us, not to this life, but to eternal life, to the life of grace, to the life of to the life of Christians. Our Lady on Calvary became my mother who gave birth to my spiritual life. And we heard from the little child the words of our Lord from the cross. 
Jesus is revealing that mystery that took place on Calvary, that generation. When? When Jesus said, Woman, behold your son. And then, Son, behold your mother. Not behold your woman. Behold your mother. Only Jesus can address our lady by calling her woman. Is this a way to undermine our lady's dignity or motherhood? Some people, Protestants, say that on Calvary Jesus is undermining Mary because Jesus calls Mary woman. Why did Jesus call Mary woman? For the precise reason that Our Lady is the new Eve, the one who generates a new life as the first Eve, contributed to the ruin of mankind by seducing Adam. Because seduced by the serpent, so Our Lady on Calvary is the woman, the new woman. The first woman is the first Eve the spouse of Adam, the one who caused that fall. But the woman is the new Eve, the true woman, the second woman, the one who contributes with the new Adam, Jesus, to the salvation of mankind. Woman, behold your son. Jesus is saying, this is the son that you are now generating by your mystical childbirth by giving birth in your maternal pains to the mystical body of mine, the church. Are you with me? Are you falling asleep? More or less. <laughs> so, Our Lady became Indeed, a mother. And this is acknowledged publicly by Jesus, who says, Woman, behold thy son. Son, behold thy mother. So on Calvary, basically, Jesus is passing his own a sonship, if we could say that, onto John, the Apostle John, and through John onto all other disciples of Christ, on each one of you. This sonship is passed from Jesus, or better, more than is passed, we have to say is extended from Jesus to John, to each of the disciples of Christ until the end of time. This is the reason why Mary is my mother, the mother of the church. And then there is also another final uh, revealing moment when we can see that Our Lady is the mother of the church. Any clue on it? Where are the, the kids? We might have another clue. 
Another moment in the Bible, in the New Testament, when we see that Our Lady plays an important role for the Church as the Mother. I give you a hint to just... This is the book where the, first, the early times of the Church are accounted. The... No, no, not too far. The Acts of the Apostles. Right. If you go to chapter 1, in, before the Pentecost came about, there is an important reference to the fact that all the Apostles, except Judas, the one who betrayed Jesus, all the Apostles are gathered well in the synagogue, waiting for Pentecost. Right? And who was with the Apostles? Mary, the mother of Jesus, with some other women. But Mary is the key point. She was in the synagogue. Why? To teach the apostles. To hand over to them all the teachings of Christ that she knew because she is the mother. You remember that, uh, in the Gospel of St. Luke, there is an important reference to the heart of Mary. She kept all these things, pondering them in her heart. You remember this passage? The Immaculate Heart of Mary, uh, depicted by Saint Luke. <clears throat> now, she is the treasure of Christ. She treasured all teachings, doctrines, the faith, keeping everything in her heart. Once Jesus ascended into heaven, she is with the church, with the very early church, to hand over to all the apostles these teachings, this faith that she treasured and kept in her immaculate heart. This is another beautiful reference to see Our Lady, Mother of the Church, Mother of the Apostles. Teacher of the faith. This is Mother of the Church. The one who teaches the faith even to the Apostles. That's why we have two principles making the Church. One is the Patrine principle, the Pope. Yes, the foundation stone of the Church. You remember the words of Jesus to Peter? You are Peter on this rock. I will build my church. So Peter is the rock. But there is not only this patrine dimension of the church. There is also a Marian dimension of the church. There is not only Peter, but Peter is the son of Mary, as John, as Andrew and all other apostles. Yes? So the church is never understandable without this Marian principle, Marian dimension, which is vital. It's like a, a, a motherly womb embracing the new life, the life of salvation brought about by Jesus Christ until the end of time. Our Lady is the mother of the Church. We now come to conclusion. You might 
tell me now if you want to be a little bit rude and say, Father, I want to object to what you said. I don't think you are right. <laughs> because there is Saint Augustine who has a beautiful writing in which he says, Mary is the member of the church, but the church, the whole church, in relation to Mary is higher than Mary. Mary is part of it, but the whole church is bigger than Mary. So what's the, the point to say that Aled is the mother of the church? We have to know that St. Augustine is making a distinction. Mary as the member, she is also a member of the church. But she is inferior to the church when we consider the church as the mystical body of Christ, made by the head, Christ, and the, and the members. So when we include also Christ in the mystical body, she is inferior to it. But if we mean the church as the union of all members, born of her at the Annunciation, and especially on Calvary, we have to say that Our Lady is the mother. She is greater than the church. She is the type of the church. She is higher than the church. Because the whole church has in Mary her type, her model, her pattern after whom the church is made. So the very pattern of the church is Mary. Our Blessed Mother Mary. Yes? And now, what's the conclusion? What should we do? in order to have a clear knowledge of this truth, Mary, Mother of the Church. What's the conclusion? If Mary, Our Lady, is the Mother of the Church, what should we do? We have to take Our Lady into our lives. Yes, to profess this belonging to her. Dogmatically, Mary is my mother because she gave me eternal life. And the son, in order to be grateful to his mother, what should he do? Just ignore it? No. He has to acknowledge it. How? By consecrating yourselves to our blessed mother Mary. So my dear friends, the best way to acknowledge that we are generated by Mary, Our Lady, is to consecrate ourselves to Mary, to give our lives entirely to Mary, to become openly children of Mary by consecrating ourselves to her. This is my wish. This is also what I, I hope you might reach if you haven't yet consecrated your lives, your families 
tua blessema domena. To do it as soon as you can, in order to profess this beautiful truth of faith, Mary is the mother of the church, mother of each single family making the church of Christ. Amen. Let's say a final prayer to thank Our Lady for the gift to be her children, to be generated by her spiritual maternity. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for sinners, now and at the of our death. Amen. Our Lady, Mother of the Church, our Lady, Mother of all Christians, our Lady, my Mother, pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.